Sometimes it's important to go back to basics. Sometimes it's important to go back to the fundamentals because sometimes even though you've done something for a long time, you can realize, wait, I don't actually have a firm grasp on the fundamentals, which are the most important parts. It's foundational to everything else. If you don't have a strong foundation, you have nothing else. And I've had certain people reach out to me and be like, hey, this is helpful, but can you do some beginner stuff? So today we are going to be talking about three things that I think people should know before they start songwriting because it's important to have a firm grasp on expectations to have going into songwriting so that you can set yourself up not to fail but to succeed. Let's talk about it. Hello friend, welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I believe this is episode 136, I think. We are getting up there for sure. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've been here for a long time, I appreciate you all so much. I appreciate those who are watching this for the first time or listening to this for for the first time. I appreciate those of you who I know some of you have been here since episode one. That is incredible. That's awesome. Thank you so much to all of you. Today, we're going to be talking about things to know before you start songwriting. These are going to be a little bit more um, not necessarily hard skills per se. I, I wouldn't call it soft skills. Soft skills usually mean something else. Um, but this is is going to be a little bit of a step back a little more philosophical than sometimes what we talk about. Um, philosophical might not be the right word, but um, but let's 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 just dive in, see what happens, right? So the first thing that I want to talk about is that there are basically three pieces in songwriting. I've talked about this before, and I'm a little surprised I haven't gotten the pushback. I think I I, I keep thinking I'm going to get, which is like rhythm is a core component too, Joseph. Yes, I know, obviously. Um, but a lot of times I talk about sort of what I consider like the big three of, of a song, which are the lyrics, the melody, and then the harmony, which usually as a songwriter, you think of the harmony more or less as the chords or the chord progression. Now there's more to harmony than just chords and chord progressions, sort of, um, or at least the traditional way people think of chords or chord progressions where they think like, oh, I'm on a C chord for like three measures and then I'm on a G chord for a measure, right? There's more to harmony than just that. Um, but those are the three core parts. So if you're new to songwriting or you're thinking about diving into songwriting or you're somebody who's been here a while, you've done some songwriting, but maybe you could use some, let's go back to foundations and think about the basics again, sort of reframe how we think through some songwriting stuff. It's important to note that all three of these things ha are connected to each other, right? But there are also three things that aren't completely directly connected, especially when we look at sort of the two outer edges. So at least the way I see it, you have melody that's sort of in the middle. And on either side of it are the lyrics and the harmony. So the lyrics and the harmony are not directly connected at all. So let, let's just make it even simpler and, and call harmony in this case to avoid confusion the chords, right? The chord progressions. And if you think about it, you know, when you have, say, a C, G, D chord progression, 
for for instance, C major, D major, or G major, D major. Doesn't really matter. Let's cool. There it is. When you have that, that does not directly influence the lyrics at all, right? Because you can fit those lyrics and a melody in anywhere with those chords, right? Now, you have certain melodic limitations because, for example, you're not going to have, uh, let's take a really obvious example, over a D major chord, which has an F sharp in it, you're not going to have an F note. Like, you're going to have an F sharp maybe, but not an F note that you would sing in the melody while a D major chord is playing. So your melody is somewhat constrained by the harmony or the chords. And your melody is also constrained by your lyrics because the syllables you have in the lyrics are almost always going to like correspond to the syllables you have. So syllables and lyrics and the number of notes you sing in your melody, right? If you have 10 syllables in your lyrical line, it's not going to be a five-note melody. Pretty much guaranteed, right? That's just not how it works. Uh, it might be five diff different notes, right? Because you return to the same note or you sing the same note multiple times. But your melody is very much influenced both by the chords and by the lyrics. So it's direct. The it sits in the middle. Because, again, the lyrics and the chords, not directly connected at all. But they are connected via the melody, which sits in the middle, because the melody is highly connected to both. So keep that in mind as you write, that the melody is the first thing that sort of helps you determine both the lyrics, or at least the amount of syllables you can have in the line for your lyric. It should also somewhat influence, you know, what the lyrics talking about because it contains so much emotional information and the emotion of the lyric and the emotion of the melody should fit well together. But when you write the lyric, that doesn't really constrain you at all on the chords and same with the chords to the lyrics. And you can take advantage of that. And I highly encourage you when writing to sort of think of yourself as writing three different things that all need to pair together. But you can be, for example, you can finish an entire lyric before writing a single melody or, or harmony part chords. And in the same way, you can finish in an entire set of chord progressions for a whole four-minute song and not have a single melody or lyrics. Or you could have a whole melody for a whole song and not have any of the other stuff, right? And you can have any combination of those things, right? You might have the chorus lyric, and then you have the verse, melody, and chords. So think of songwriting as three different tracks, if you will, that you're writing on. And you can be a certain length down each one of those tracks. And also think of each one of those tracks as something that you can always make better and be better at. Because you can always level up your melody as an individual part. And you can level up your ability to write melodies so that on average your melodies are better. Same with your lyrics and same with your chords. So those are the three basic pieces to always keep in mind as you're songwriting. Thinking of them as three separate pieces I think is something very helpful. Also a little bonus tip on that. I opened with saying harmony instead of chords and there's a reason for that. I'm a firm believer that thinking of it as harmony helps you write more interesting 
music than just thinking of it as chords. And someday we're going to do an episode purely about that. Um, I've mentioned it before. It's sort of a, a nuanced topic to talk about, um, but it's sort of just a diff- uh, different perspective, just as uh, songwriting music versus a music composer composing music is sort of two perspectives on a similar thing. They're both writing music technically, um, but the way they go about it, the way they look at it is a little different. So tip number two, this applies to a lot of beginning songwriters and a lot of songwriters in general, I'd argue. Um, and we've talked about why I think this is before, but the simple way of putting it is that lyrics are more important than you think and the chords are less important than you think. So something that I notice, especially with beginner songwriters, is this overemphasis on chords. They're like, oh, I found this great chord progression. Like maybe, um, and that's, that's great. Um, but most of the time, people are not going to like or dislike a song based on chord progression. I'm not sure there's a single song ever that I've liked based on chord progression. I certainly have liked a song based on a guitar riff um, that's playing on top of a chord progression. I, you know, certainly have learned to really like songs uh, partially because of a great piano riff that technically contains implications of a chord progression in there, even if it's not specifically a chord progression in the traditional sense of how one thinks of a chord progression, Uh, but it technically contains a progression of chords, but usually a piano riff is not perfect chords. It's very rarely a perfect D chord and a perfect G chord. It usually has some, some extraneous notes thrown in there. So, on the other side, though, people absolutely love songs because the lyrics are super impactful or interesting or different, and the melody is great, right? I I would argue that the best way to cater to all parties is melody. I don't think anybody's a music lover who, like, melody isn't super important to, right? Whether you are somebody far into the like classical music only zone or if you are somebody who purely likes pop music and thinks that all other music outside of pop music is pretentious and you just like it as simple as possible and that's all you want everybody on either of those sides and everybody in between for the most part you usually agree on melody right there are people that lyrics are more or less important to there are people that you know are paying attention to how good the drums are or how interesting the baseline is. Melody is the one thing that pretty much everybody agrees on. But lyrics, lyrics are what the song means, right? If your lyrics suck, who cares about the rest? And before you tell me, oh, lyrics are just blah 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 blah, like no, lyrics are literally what the story is about. That's like saying, oh, it doesn't actually matter about the story contained in this movie. Did you see how cool the explosions looked? Like, yes. And that's why I forgot I even saw the movie a week later. It's completely non-memorable. It doesn't matter, right? Like, it's just meaningless fluff. So if your goal is to write meaningless fluff songs, like most pop songs that end up being really forgettable, and if they're not forgettable, usually it's because they're super catchy and get stuck in your head despite being not exactly emotionally resonant, um, and certainly some are, all right? I'm not just hating on pop music, just, just to be clear. I know I do enjoy that once in a while, okay, very often, especially if it's Taylor Swift. I uh, insult her more often than than probably anybody else producing any form of content on the planet, unless there's, like, anti-Taylor Swift channels, and they probably do more than me, but... Um, 
<laughs> and honestly, she is probably on the better side of pop songwriters. Um, she's just one of those people that, like, relative to true songwriters, she's not a very good songwriter. And relative to pop stars, she's not a very good singer. So she's kind of, like, average at everything, but she gets overhyped because for a pop singer, for a pop star, she's a decent songwriter, but that's a really low bar. Um, like, a, an incredibly low bar. Because most of them don't even write songs, and they record songs that, like, like WAP, right? Like, bar is very low. Um so she just gets more credit than she should. But anyway, Taylor Swift aside, lyrics are more important than you think. Chords are less. Lyrics are what the song is about. Okay? So, and lyrics are front and center. If you think about even how a song is mixed, the vocal melody, which contains the lyrics, which is what the song is literally about, that's your lyrics. It's right in the middle. It's right in the middle front foremost part of a song so lyrics are important and on average more important than your average songwriter thinks and i've talked before about why i think this is the short version is most songwriters where do they come from most songwriters are musicians that think to themselves you know what would be interesting if i write music and then that turns into songwriting and of course they care about the chords or the, the harmony and the melody because they are musicians. Musicians caring about poetry or words is not really implied, right? Just because I care deeply about the art of songwriting doesn't really mean I have an appreciation for, say, painting, right? It doesn't mean that my appreciation for Van Gogh is the same as it would be for Bach. Um, now, I do appreciate that type of art as well, even though my knowledge on it is not super high, so I don't have enough to appreciate as much as I probably should. I do still appreciate that, but that's not implied, right? Like, it's not implied that I like a good story in movies or I like a good novel that has compelling characters, right? It's possible to care about one art and not another. And songwriting is interesting because it kind of blends two different arts. Poetry and lyrics, lyrics are words, and then the rest is music. So it makes sense intuitively that some that because most songwriters, right, aren't poets that learn music or learn to play an instrument so they can turn their lyrics or turn their poetry into song. There are some like that. In fact, there's at least one person subscribed who's told me that they're that, which is awesome. I love that. That's awesome. But most songwriters aren't that, right? Even me, who cares deeply about lyrics technically kind of started from the music side, even though I did always like writing stories and stuff, so I kind of was both. Um, but, but anyway, lyrics, very important. Chords, really not that important, unless you can think of many songs that you like because of the chord progression, which you almost definitely don't. Um, how should that affect your songwriting? Well, I would encourage you to try to start songwriting not by starting with a chord progression. Best thing you can do, Start with a melody, start with maybe a piano riff or a guitar riff instead of a instead of just chords, um, because a, a riff is, is more interesting. Now when I say riff, right, it's semi-melodic usually, something catchy, sort of like a hook, um, which is still going to be a part of your harmony, but it's a little less just dogmatic chord progression where you're playing a C chord and a G chord, right? You're usually playing notes that imply a C or G chord, but might have extra notes in there. It's more interesting. Um, would be a better place to start than just straight up 
chords, especially strummed chords on a guitar, which if that is how you start most songs, I have a free guide on 10 different ways to start writing a song free link in the description, songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Go check it out there. It gives you 10 different ways to start writing a song. Five from a lyrical standpoint, if you want to start with lyrics, five from a musical standpoint, because you should not be stuck just writing all your songs by sitting with your guitar and starting with a chord progression or piano for that matter. But I know most songwriters tend to be guitarists. Um, and a lot of songwriters tend to start with, uh, let me grab my guitar and come up with chords until I find a rhythm and a chord progression that I like, um, which is fine. Uh, it's just very limited and you don't want to limit yourself to that. So, you know, I try to start songs from all different angles. You know, sometimes I'll start with a piano riff. Sometimes I'll use my piano to come up with a bass line first. Sometimes I'll get the, a bass out to actually write a bass line first, um, there's so many different ways to start writing a song. And, you know, the best way to write a killer bass line for a song is to actually start by writing the bass line. Um, so I go into all that in that guide. Uh, or I shouldn't say all that, but there's 10 different ways in that guide that will help you break out of your shell, out of your box a little bit. Because uh, we all have a tendency to sort of hide in a box as far as our creative endeavors. We sort of find something that's safe and comfortable for us and do that over and over again. But we really should break out of that is the best way to grow as creators, as songwriters. So on to the last tip, tip number three, most songwriting is really song editing or song developing, as I like to uh, call a lot of the songwriting process, and the muse is limited. So um, I think the biggest misconception there is about art as a whole. Now, when I say art as a whole, I'm including songwriting, I'm including like screenplay writing or, or creating a movie, right? The directing, acting, etc. All the things that go into that. Novel writing, um, you know, even, even blog post writing, which is, I would argue, not really art. But, um, you know, poetry writing. When people hear writing, I think what most people think of or hear in their head is someone sitting at a computer or at a notebook and writing and what they write is correct the first time right so they think when somebody wrote that poem whatever poem that might be tiger tiger or is that what that poem's called actually called i don't remember um but take take that poem they think that was is that a robert frost one i i don't want to say that wrong whoever did that props to them cool poem um when they did that, they didn't just sit and write that and call it a day, right? It required editing. It required, I mean, maybe this one specifically didn't, but I'm sure it did. Editing is writing. And this is one of the most important things I learned from my composition teacher, not music composition teacher, but my professor in college um, for the, the writing class, basically, like words writing, not music writing again was that editing was everything. You just need to embrace the fact that the first thing you write is going to suck and that most of writing, the whole entirety of the process of writing, was actually editing. And that has stuck with me because it's so true. It's so true. So there's a little shift that needs to happen from sort of this expectation that like the muse visits you, you're inspired and you just write something magical in like 10, 15 minutes. And those stories are great. I remember hearing the story about John Denver wrote Annie's song 
in 15 minutes as he was on a ski lift. Like, that's incredible. That's awesome. That's a cool story. I also have had one song that I sort of just wrote in half an hour. It was done, and it was one of my... It was my best song at the time. It probably still is in the top 10, maybe, of songs I've written. Um, it's at least one that I'm proud of, considering how old it is. And, you know, sometimes that will happen. But the vast majority of writing is really a process. It's a process. You come up with an idea... That idea sits for a while. You come up with a, a musical little idea that sort of goes with that idea. That sits for a little while. You can't figure out a melody for a while. Then you write a melody. And then after you write the melody, you're like, eh, it's a little, eh. So then you workshop the melody a little bit more. You edit it. You shift some notes around. And then you finally find something that kind of has some magic to it. And then you write some lyrics. And then you realize that, you know, the lyrics and the melody don't exactly go together. So you either have to adjust the lyric to match the melody more or the melody to match the lyric more. And and, and that's all with the lyrics itself being a whole process, right? I have a six-step lyric writing checklist. There's a reason for that. It's a, That's a whole process in and of itself. And as I talked about earlier in this episode, right, it helps to sort of think of these are three processes that somewhat run in parallel, right? You can sort of, you can develop your whole song's melody before you even touch the chords, aka harmony, or or lyrics, right? So there are three different things that you're sort of writing in parallel. But eventually they all have to agree with each other and they all have to come together for one thing. Editing is so important. So you, you need to really learn from the beginning to understand this is a process, a lot of songs are going to take a while, especially if they're going to be really good. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be rough points where it's just hard to bring yourself to continue to edit. And you're like, I just can't get the second verse right. The second verse, um, second verse purgatory is, is, is sort of a real thing where it's, you know, most often that is the weakest part of a song. There's a reason for that. It's hard to get a second verse right. Um, it's, it's hard to sort of continue the story without repeating what you said in the first verse. And you already kind of set the, um, the syllables that, so for example, your first verse and your second verse, the syllables will match 99% of the time, right? Cause it's the same melody and you know, it, it, it's easy enough to write the first version, but then the second one has to match. So you have to continue the story, and now you have to fit it within the parameters you already set from the first verse. It's a very difficult thing to do. And especially if you have three verses, it can be even harder. And so it's going to be a process. So you need to learn to love that process. The muse is less important than you think. The muse is helpful. The muse is amazing. When I say the muse, just inspiration, right? Feeling inspired. Um, that's great. Um... It's great when it visits you when you didn't ask for it, unless it's like two o'clock in the morning, then it's kind of inconvenient. But for the most part, it's a nice thing when it visits. Um, but it's only a part of songwriting, right? It's it, it helps. It helps jumpstart things. Uh, but you need to learn to sort of keep yourself inspired, to go get inspiration, right? That's why I grab pictures from from Google, right? I Google image search for art that matches certain emotions and stuff for songs I'm going for because that helps re-inspire me. You can get yourself inspired without waiting for the muse to give you this magical inspiration, and you should. And, you know, some of the some of the process of songwriting is very, um, 
I don't want to call it uninspired, but like some of it is just work. It's just going to be work. And not in a, oh no, it's so unenjoyable way. Although certainly there will be times that it will be frustrating. And you just need to go into it understanding that. It's not just magic. There's work here. There are processes here. It's, it's not an easy thing. Because again, it's like three different things that you're writing that all need to come together and work together. Um, so if, if you're a songwriter already, you already know what I just said, right? You're already aware of it. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you were thinking, is it just me? Should this be easier than it is? No, it's, it's a difficult thing. And if you're thinking about getting into songwriting, like just know from the outset that this is something you need to sort of learn to take pride in the editing. If you can learn to take pride in taking a lyric, that a lyrical line that's like, not that good, and then you workshop it and you you word search for similar words and find a, a more a more emotive verb than the one you had. And that excites you, right? You changed one word, but already the line got a lot better. That's the type of stuff you need to learn to take pride in, learn to be happy about. Those are my three tips. Hopefully this was helpful to you. If it was and you're on YouTube, be sure to drop a like. If you've been a longtime podcast listener and you haven't already, now's your week. This is your time. Go leave a review on iTunes if you don't mind, if you feel like you can give this podcast preferably five stars. Be sure to do that. I know there are a ton of you who listen every single week and have for a while who have never left a review. So if that is you the one small thing that you can do for me, if you appreciate the podcast that comes out every week, if you appreciate the YouTube videos I'm putting out, um, be sure to leave an iTunes review. That is the best way that you can give back. I appreciate all of you who have done that. I've seen a lot of you who have done that. I, I really, really, really appreciate that you've taken the time to do that. I appreciate all of you, of course, who email me. Uh, anybody who's emailed me probably knows I enjoy emailing back. I usually send fairly long emails back because uh, I want to show that I appreciate you for reaching out, for caring enough about songwriting to listen to this every week. Um, not so much listen to me as much as, you know, if you're listening to this, it means you care about songwriting. And songwriting is really important to me. It's important to me that the standard in songwriting gets higher. It's important to me that there's a new generation of songwriters that um, and when I say new generation, I don't mean that they need to be young, right? Um, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you are somebody who is beginning to or going to continue to put songs into the world and you're someone who's dedicated to making it meaningful music and, you know, you lyrics matter to you and writing music that matters and has, has uh, deeper meaning besides garbage like WAP, um, you know, that, that to me is, is so awesome. So, you know, that's why I try to send really helpful emails back and stuff like that is because I really appreciate every single person who has dedicated themselves enough even to listen to this every week. If you listen to this every week at shows, you're dedicated to, you know, writing good, meaningful music because you care enough to listen to a podcast that in theory is supposed to help you with that every single week. Uh, and hopefully I do help, help you with that. If I have, Drop a like on this video if you haven't, and if you're on YouTube, iTunes review. Be sure to pick up my free guide on the 10 different ways 
to start writing a song, songwritertheory.com slash free guide if you haven't already. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will talk to you next time.